It is the final hour of the Todd Brown Camp Show. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, without Alex Kuhn, he's going to be back with us on Monday. Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM. 1023 and 1063 FM, as well as the all-new Jim OT on 1075 FM. Details on the SB Nation radio lineup and more that airs on 1075 FM can be found at kgymradio.com. Five o'clock hour on Fridays, otherwise known as the Big Hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. Steve Anderson and his staff supporting the Hawkeyes and doing great business for 16 years now on Highway 1 West. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com in the studio with me. We'll get to Iowa and Penn State tomorrow, as well as the fact that Tristan Wirfs may be the new mayor of the city of Indianapolis. He's put up some crazy numbers at the NFL Draft Combine today, but we always start off the big hour with a special guest each week, and happy to have one of um, one of my all-time favorite Hawkeyes that I've covered in 20 years probably has a little bit to do with the fact that he's a a local kid but it was always fun watching matt put on a hawkeye uniform matt gaten's with us now currently the director of basketball operations for darren devries in des moines and the drake bulldogs and matt congratulations on a great season i know you guys have one more regular season game coming up tomorrow gonna be a tough one against you and i and then it's off to arch madness how you doing good good i appreciate you guys having me on um we're doing good. We're uh, got a big one tomorrow against uh, the Panthers, uh, five o'clock at the Nap Center here in Des Moines. Um, they're having a great year, uh, top of our league this year. So it'll be it'll be a great matchup and another great test. Uh, we had a great game at their place. Oh, it feels like two weeks ago, probably now. Um, uh, so it's a great matchup, and it'll be another uh, rematch of that. So we're looking forward to that, and then getting down the Arch Madness where anything can happen. I don't want to ask you two in-depth questions here on Iowa. How much do you get a chance to watch them? I do. I try to. Uh, I don't catch every game. You know, this time of year, you know, with our own schedule and games and everything. Um, but whenever they're on and I'm at home, I, uh, my wife and I we try to put it on. We love watching them. It's a lot of fun. Group's a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, play really hard, really connected. Uh, it's just it's a joy to watch them play, and then it's awesome to see them having success. Um, Obviously, Luca's success has been incredible to watch. This is work ethic and, and, and what he did in the summer to, to completely transform and build on um, already a good couple of good seasons at Iowa. But what he's doing this year is just a lot of fun to watch. And uh, just, you know, happy for those, those guys for having a great year. When you look back to your time in the Big Ten, is there anybody that you can point to that, that 
you would even put in, in Luca's category, a guy that maybe he reminds you of a little bit, or does he stand on his own? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think the, the, the top bigs in the league at that time you know, were probably, you know, Solinger at, at Ohio State, um, Juwan Johnson at Purdue, I'm trying to think. You know, you know Wisconsin always had uh, some big boys. Yeah, those guys are, yeah, and those guys are all different animals. I mean, Luca can step back right. and, and beat you from three. I mean, he's just... He's such a unique individual, uh, basketball-wise. I know, and he's a tough matchup for those bigs, and, and, and he, he can pass, and he's comfortable passing out of the double teams, and he's just relentless down there. He, he runs the floor, and he, he posts posts hard deep on the block, and the paint just gets deep touches, and then and, and gets layups um, when he's down there and really crafty around the rim. Um, it's fun to watch, you know. Teams teams know what's coming, and, and, and they still can't stop it. It seems like, and then when they try to. Maybe throw another defender at him. You know they do, they do a good job moving guys around and, and, and they have shooting around them, which is great. Um, and guys have been hitting shots. And I know. Uh, hopefully, when they get can get TJ back, that'll help uh, in that category as well. Matt, you you were obviously a shooter throughout your career, um, and it's just I think it's just you know it comes with the territory. There's times when the shots just aren't falling. Joe Wieskamp's going through a stretch like that right now. Um, could you tell when you were breaking out of it, or was there a way to? I mean, I guess if you knew how to break out of it, you just would. Um, is it just a matter of time, though? Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, Joe's a great player, um, and he's the type of dude that's you know he's competing on both ends of the floor, so he's mm-hmm. still doing a ton of things out there mm-hmm. to help this team. Um, I, I really I hadn't seen the most recent game, um, but. I, you know, I follow the stats and check everything, and he'll snap out of whatever shooting funk he thinks. He's such a good player, and, and it seems like he still is able to step up at the end of games. Um, the game at home the other day, um, he had a huge dunk at the end, even though he was struggling. What was the um, Ohio State? Who they beat Ohio State game? Yeah, he had a huge you know, split the, the the pick and roll, and just went down the lane, just threw it down, and he just kind of um, you could tell a little frustration coming out there, which was awesome to see. But he'll. I think there's a, a number of things guys there, you know, where it's, you know, just, you know, if one of our guys is struggling, you know, just like talk about, you may just flip it on some film with some really good highlights, you know, putting some good, just, just get some good feelings in your head of, of your game and, and maybe watching it before you go to sleep or watching it um, before the game just to kind of change your, your, your attitude and mindset um, for the next game. But it's, sometimes it's just the even flows of, of the season, you know, it's up and down and, um, but, I'm sure he'll snap out of it. You know, he's such a good player and, and a good shooter, and um, and they'll put him in good spots to succeed. How much of a toll does a slump like that take on a player mentally, Matt? Um, you know, everyone's different. Um, I mean, Joe, I, 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 I... yeah, Did we? I think, I think we've got another guest joining us on the show. Matt, you still got us? Okay, we'll see if we can get Matt back with us there. Remember, they were in a drive-thru. Thought maybe somebody had absconded with a cell phone there. We're chatting with former Hawkeye standout Matt Gatins, who's now the Director of Basketball Operations at Drake. And the Bulldogs finish up the regular season tomorrow, 5 o'clock at the Knapp Center as they take on the UNI Panthers. Sold out Knapp Center. The atmosphere should be absolutely tremendous for that game. A win 
will get Drake back to the 500 mark before they head to St. Louis for Arch Madness. And of course, reminiscing on Matt's time as a member of the Hawkeyes as well. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com with us inside the big hour here on Friday. One of, Like I said, one of my favorite Hawkeyes, uh, a great kid and a great young man. Now I think uh, Matt is is back with us there. Uh, what happened there, Matt? You, you got a uh, somebody run off with a cell phone? Lost it, yeah, yeah. My, uh, <laughs> my wife drove up and my, uh, my phone picked up on her car, so uh, we're back now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've Sorry got that. now that we've got all that ironed out, we were talking about the the mental toll that a slump takes on a player, and and very correctly, we don't want you to speak for Joe or anything. Every player is different, but it it does have to weigh on you a lot. Yeah, and yeah, but Joe, like I don't know when I cut out, but Joe, like I said, Joe was he's a great player, you know, and he, and he competes on both ends of the floor and, and helps his team wins in many ways. Um, you know, obviously, when you're a shooter, you want to shoot the ball and make shots. But uh, you know, he finds other ways to help out the team. And you know, and they're competing for so much right now. Um, I'm sure he can just, you know, wants to make shots to help his team. But he like he's, you know, defending. He's making plays for others, creating. So uh, I'm sure he'll snap out of it and, uh, and have a, a you know good game tomorrow. Matt, you you know knowing you for so as long as I have and and you you grew up around a lot of great basketball minds you work for you know you worked and watched got a chance to see coach Pearl in action and you know growing up around here you 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 know learned a lot from coaches and now you're with coach DeVries played for a couple coaches in college um do you try to just take a little bit from each now that you're in the business and and try to get you know I don't know almost filter all that information that you have because you've gotten so much over your your lifetime absolutely yeah you know now that i'm you know on the coaching side of things you try to take things from each person you've been around and been lucky to be around and and watch and or work with or or play for um you just try to be a sponge and and take pieces of every different coach and you know think hey if i'm ever you know get a chance to be a head coach you know, I'll, you know implement this and you know take this from this guy and you know and it's great being able to talk to those guys too and and still um keep in touch and, and pick their brains on different things and, and different assistant coaches too that i've been around um in this game and, and, and you know you try to build a you know the best database in your head as possible and, and take notes and, and, and be prepared for uh, when that time comes what was your time at Auburn like with, with Bruce Pearl? He's such an, a unique individual and a fantastic coach, but it probably also had to be sort of eye-opening for you to spend time in a, in a different part of the basketball universe down there in the SEC. Right. You know, that's one of the reasons I was excited to do it, was kind of get out of the Midwest and expand my you know, my coaching tree and my network and uh, and see a different part of the, of the country um, in terms of basketball. And it, it was a great experience. Um, you know, we won the regular season SEC championship. Um, first time they did that since 1999 and, and made the NCAA tournament, um, which was, it was great kind of to turn the tide of that program. And now it's just continued on. And, and it was great to, to, to help be a part of that. Um, but he, great coach, um, incredible energy, incredible heart, just, just a gigantic heart and great, um, guy to be around and, and, um, a forward thinker. Um, learned a lot from him and a, and a great motivator in the locker room, great speeches, just a, a, a good coach to really learn and, and, and be tutored under for a year. And, um, and it's great to be able to keep in touch with him as well. 
Matt, what were your first impressions of Fran McCaffrey when he first came and took over the program? And, and what was that transition like? And, um, you know, what what did you learn from him? What were some of the things you learned most from, from playing for Coach McCaffrey? Um. Yeah, I mean it was it was definitely a ch- a change, you know, different personalities from Coach Lick but to uh, to Coach McCaffrey. Um, both great people, great down to earth, you know, great guys to be around. Um, but some different, uh, you know, coaching philosophies and different um, personalities. But uh, I think early on, you know, with 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 Fran, you know, we I'm sure that in you know off season and preseason, we, 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 there were some moments. But I remember like one that stuck out. It was the first game I was playing an exhibition or a scrimmage, you know, and we were going through film and, and, and we would always uh, kind of watch film and you kind of quiz the guys on, you know, each guy. And, and we didn't know this sort of quiz was coming. And he just like lost it on us. We're like, okay, this is going to be a little different. You know, we're, you know, we're just going to eat our pregame meal without kind of hanging out. But, you know, and he kind of just the mentality of that, <laughs> of uh, what he expected of us. And it was just like an eye opening thing. But from then on, you know, we all knew what was coming and we were all prepared. But it was just a different, uh, approach but he's you know great great coach to be around it's been awesome you know post playing for him just be a friend of his and for him to still mentor me as well and you know go back to practices and and watch them and cheer them on uh uh, you know he's a big heart you know he's people a lot of times always see his outburst but like always tell people like in a practice if he he, he yells at a guy he's very quick to build him back up you know to compliment him on like a nice screen or a nice pass and just to quickly build him back up and put the arm around him and and, and and just want them to, to succeed and improve. Favorite teammate at Iowa? If you had to pick one guy to go to war with, who would it be? Oh, um, probably Aaron White. Uh, I, you know, I really played together for a year, but you know, it, you know, his ability and his his competitiveness, you know, come to mind, and and, and a great guy and a great teammate. What uh, you talked about, you know if you become a head coach someday, is that the ultimate goal? Are you, are you trying to just kind of work your way up the ladder here? And and what are you trying to, I, I guess, do you try to just take it one day at a time? Because sometimes when you want to get to something, sometimes you uh, you want it sped up. But there is a process, right? Right. Um, you know, yeah, I think that's the end goal. I, I, I love to uh, someday have that chance and, you know, to have your own team and, and to kind of, implement you know all your philosophies and different things that you've you know acquired over the years but you know it's it's it, it's a grind it's just, you know one day at a time one job at a time you know you just try to do, do your current job as the best you ability and, and, and you know come april may you know when these jobs seem to change and stuff you know the chips fall where they they do and you know you try to whether you're still at the same job or you go to the next job and you try to do your best you can there and just continue to learn and i'm still early on in this profession, but, you know, I'm just trying to soak up as much as I can from the great coaches I'm around. I hear I'm around Coach DeVries um, with a ton of years at Creighton and, and, and as an assistant, a ton of success there. And Coach Woodley has been all over the place. Um, Matt Woodley has been in the pro ranks, college ranks, D2, high school, and, and been successful at a lot of different stops and um, as, a, as a great mentor. And then everyone else here on this staff has been great. Um, one of the other staffs I've been on. You mentioned Coach Licklider. You got a chance to see him a couple weeks ago with Evansville. That for a winless team in the MVC, they they gave you guys quite a battle that night. Yeah, it's a really unique situation. You know, that, that he's able to. I, I got to catch up with him quite a bit last year when he was an assistant there um, at Evansville, and then and he was out of it for the beginning of this year. And very unique that they brought him back in after everything that happened there. 
Um, but very happy for him to you know, get another shot at it at a spot like Evansville, and it's, it was fun and fun getting to catch up with him and compete. And uh, they're doing a good job. You know, they're not winning yet, but they've been really close. You know, going into that game, we, we just really talked to our guys about you know, you can ignore that zero because about the last five or six games have been like one position possession away from getting wins. So um, it was definitely a tough matchup, and, and he's you know starting to turn things around there. I don't think anyone really wants to see them uh, next week in St. Louis. Well, great. Uh, good luck tomorrow. It's obviously, as you mentioned, it's going to be a tough one against you and I. You guys did have a heck of a battle at the McLeod Center. Should be a great atmosphere tomorrow. Sold out Knapp Center, 5 o'clock tip-off. And then, of course, we wish you the uh, the best of luck and a, a great run in St. Louis. Maybe you guys will, will cross paths with the Panthers again. You never know. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot, and uh, go Bulldogs. Matt Gatins, the former Hawkeye standout, director of basketball operations for Darren DeVries. Threw a go Bulldog, go Bulldogs out there instead of a go Hawks. Yeah, that you know what that is. Uh, that's <laughs> you something. Know where the checks coming in. That's something that I think he probably picked up from the Auburn head coach Bruce. Yeah. Bruce is a big fan. As a matter of fact, Stay we've got we've got the we've got a Bruce Pearl autograph hanging on the wall here in the KGM studio. It's the reprint of the the GQ poster of the 86-87 Hawkeyes. He's uh, trying to find him. I he's see right Dr. Next, Tom He's there. right next to B.J. Armstrong, and it says, Go Hawks, Go Vols gotcha. underneath. <laughs> this was at the time when Bruce was still employed by the other SEC school that he coached at. But you heard Matt there, and I think that's probably great career advice for anybody who's listening to the program right now. He went to the SEC to get out of his comfort zone, make more contacts, see a different part of the country, and uh, soak in a little bit of uh, SEC basketball, a little bit of knowledge from Bruce Pearl, and now back in the Midwest with, with Darren DeVries. I agree with you. I think he's going to make a, a great head coach someday if the opportunity comes along. He's such a, and this is a cliche, he's such a student of the game. You know, His, his dad was a good basketball player. He grew up around the game. Grew up in Iowa City in the shadow of Carver Hawkeye Arena. Very, very studious, very intelligent, great shooter. And it's not going to be too much of a stretch of the imagination to, to close your eyes and picture him roaming the sidelines someday. No, and he grew up, like you said, in Iowa City and his dad with the connections with the program and, you know, Bobby Hansen and Glenn Stick Vidnovic and all the guys, BJ Armstrong, all the guys that he had a chance to learn from as he grew up he is he was he's been raised for this to be a coach and it's interesting to see kind of his career path now is somewhat on the you know he's somewhat in the basement working his way up and then you've got Dean Oliver now who's an assistant at Wisconsin who's worked his way up Jeff Horner uh has worked his way up and now he's the head coach at Truman State all these former Hawkeyes, that, you know, and there weren't for a for a while, Todd. There weren't a lot of guys in the business, but now you're starting to see maybe some of these guys that are kind of grooming themselves to potentially come in here later on down the road and maybe be candidates to be the head coach at Iowa in the future. And you're gonna—I was just gonna say—you're gonna hear every single one of their names if Fran McCaffrey <laughs> ever leaves. It's going to be – well, you'll still get the B.J. Armstrong yeah. names from from some of the longer-in-the-tooth fans, but Matt's name will be thrown out there. Dean Oliver's name will be 
tossed into the ring as well. Jeff Horner, uh, lots of of great up-and-coming coaches with ties to the Hawkeye basketball program. The really tough part about that was that Matt never got to experience the NCAA tournament at Iowa. They did get to the postseason his final uh, final year at Iowa, but never got to uh, got to get to the NCAA tournament. I'm kind of glad to hear because you hear stories and there are narratives that are out there. You probably know where I'm going with this, that he has a good relationship still with, with Coach Todd Licklider. It's a guy he played for a couple years for in college. And say what you will about, you know, Coach Licklider, he's had success in the business. He's not an idiot. He knows the game. He didn't have success here, didn't fit for whatever reason. Um, but it's it's nice that Matt and he see each other, get along, talk the game. And Matt, it's just another guy that Matt can lean on as a mentor. And it's just, that's cool because we heard a lot of things when that thing broke down about there being um, maybe a separation there, whatever. It's tough when you're losing. And to be able to build that back up, I think is great. I, it was great to hear him talk about that. And the narrative that is furthered on, I mean, Coach Licklider took over that Evansville program. I think they'd already had half the MVC season in the rearview mirror yeah, winless. Was in turmoil with so, the party anyway. Well, and DeAndre Williams had been yeah. out for, missed 12 games. He is back now. And they did. They played Drake within five points. They played Indiana State yep. within two points. So I, as crazy it is, as it sounds, I wouldn't want to play him in St. Louis next week in probably that first game of the tournament. But uh, Todd Licklider, still a very controversial figure uh, in these parts. I will say this. The three years were not successful on the floor, but Iowa was in a really tough spot post-Steve Alford as far as fan fans viewing the program. And, and he was the... He was the right guy, I think, image-wise to come in after Alford. But you just mentioned that. I mean, you could probably write a book on what went wrong in those three years and what got Iowa from Steve Alford to Fran McCaffrey, ultimately. Player attrition. Uh, it just it wasn't a good fit no, for, and, for Todd. And, we've talked and he about, admits it. He took the money. Look, about, look what happened with Greg McDermott. Great success at U and I goes to Iowa State does not work out comes back and now he's at Creighton and having a lot of success. It's so important to have a for it to be the right fit and sometimes things just don't work out. And kudos as you mentioned with with Matt who wants to further his coaching career. He's been viewing this. He's been looking at this for a really long time. He w- if he would have burned that bridge with Todd Licklider. And, you know, Laval Jordan and some of those guys. Right. Well, you never know who's going to come back into your life and, and help you get to that next step in your career. So, And my guess is Matt probably has a greater appreciation for what those three years that Todd Licklider had at Iowa and the struggles that he had. I, I, my, guess, my guess is now that Matt is in the business, he has an appreciation for that. We will take a break here from the Todd Licklider Appreciation Hour to I know that this is gonna go over so well oh, at yeah. Nation.com. Can't, po- can't wait to post the podcast of this. I uh he I 
Uh, did I tell you I reached out to him when he officially got the job? I sent him a note, and Todd? he yep, yeah, he sent me a note back, uh, just saying that he appreciated hearing from me and appreciated the kind words. And was actually I was I wanted to get to Cedar Falls to see him the other night, and it just it didn't work out. Good guy, nice guy. Yes, as and as Leo DeRocher famously said, <laughs> nice guys finish last, and he's he did it in the Big Ten, and he's doing it again. In the Missouri Valley, Tristan Wirfs is the unofficial new mayor of Indianapolis, Good Indiana. Lord. We're, we're going to get to the NFL Draft Combine as well as Iowa and Penn State tomorrow. I'll get you a quick big board update. The Iowa women, 90-82 to 82 winners yesterday over Minnesota. That's their final home game of the season. 36 wins in a row at Carver-Hawkeye Arena for Lisa Bluter and the Hawkeyes, the second most nationally behind only the Baylor Bears. Iowa will wrap up the regular season this weekend in Piscataway against Rutgers. C.J. Frederick is expected to play tomorrow for the Iowa men as they host Penn State at a sold-out Carver-Hawkeye Arena, one of two regular season games remaining in Iowa City for the Hawkeyes. They'll wrap up their regular season next weekend in Champaign against the Fighting Illini. The Cyclones have announced the tailgate tour stops this year. Cedar Rapids is going to be the final stop. Iowa State fans, go ahead and put this on your calendar now. It's going to be May 20th at the Cedar Rapids Marriott, the 12th and final stop on the Cyclone tailgate tour. And the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders at home tonight and tomorrow at the Imon Ice Arena, 705 faceoff both nights. 529, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll get to the illusions of Tristan Wirfs being the new mayor of Indianapolis, needless to say, he opened some eyes at the Combine with his performance today. Some record-breaking numbers out of the Mount Vernon native. We'll bring those to you when we return after this. We've got your best interest in mind. When you park your savings at DePaco Community Credit Union, you could earn more thanks to the above market rates. Locked in or liquid, fixed or variable rate. DePaco has options that give you the access to cash that you need and your accounts are federally insured by NCUA. Your money for good. The deposits you make at DePaco are recycled into loans for your friends and neighbors. Now that's a concept in everyone's best interest. And you'll be money ahead with free tools like you name it savings accounts, savings buckets for whatever you wish, and change up savings rounds up your debit card spending to the nearest dollar, automatically moving that extra change to an account that you choose. Easy money. Let us pique your interest. See all our savings and deposit rates at depaco.com slash rates or call or visit any DePaco office to discuss the many ways we can help you save. It's in your best interest. DePaco is federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing Opportunity. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. There's an app to save on flights. An app to rent a bike. And an app to help you save for driving safely. The Allstate app gives you real-time driving feedback with DriveWise giving you the power to lower your insurance cost. In fact, safe drivers can save 40% or more. Connect and save with DriveWise. You're in good hands. 
Download the Allstate app today. Savings may vary by state and driving behaviors. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Use of Allstate Mobile with activation of DriveWise required. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Is one of your New Year's resolutions to remodel your home? Look no further than Alexander Lummer and Answers by Alexander. Need new doors? They can help. The same goes for hardware. Are you looking for new cabinets? They can design the new space of your dreams with beautiful, well-born cabinetry. And they have lumber, of course, but also decorative shiplap and other trim as well. If you're remodeling in 2020, consult with the designers at Alexander Lumber, 4344 120th Street, or Answers by Alexander, 1534 South Gilbert Street, both in Iowa City. Just like the Cyclones, the Kubota L-Series tractors have the power to get the job done. The participating Iowa Kubota dealers are proud sponsors of the Cyclones and invite you to stop by and test drive the full line of Kubota L-Series tractors. With a powerful and reliable Kubota diesel engine, two superior transmission options, and optional performance-matched implements, including front loader and backhoe, the L2501 can tackle any job. Kubota is a proud sponsor of Iowa State football on the Cyclone Radio Network. Visit a participating Iowa Kubota dealer near you. Tune in to KGYM Fridays during the gym class for the announcement of our Athlete of the Week. Proudly brought to you by Sheet Metal Workers Local 263 of Eastern and Central Iowa. 532, welcome back in. Thank you for your concern on the text line. I am a little bit under the weather today. I did not think it was possible to feel any worse than I do. But during that last break, I logged into my John Hancock account, and now I definitely feel much worse. Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM, 1023, 1063 FM, and the new Jim OT on 1075 FM. Details available for our alternative programming on 1075 FM can be found at kgymradio.com. Don't forget, vote in the poll question today. Which one of Iowa's two remaining home games concerns you the most, Penn State or Purdue? Poll questions brought to you by Emil's Hideaway on 1st Avenue Southeast, located behind the Taco John's and next to the Home Depot. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com joining me inside another big hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. A big thank you once again to Steve Anderson and his crew. 16 years going strong on Highway 1 West in Iowa City. Steve, a huge Hawkeye fan. And Rob, let's go ahead and officially... uh, call time of death on the storyline that Tristan Wirfs <laughs> lacks athleticism. Uh, I've got 5.33 Central Time on February 28th, time of death. Tristan Wirfs today at the Combine, a 36-and-a-half vertical jump, a 10-feet, 1-inch broad jump, and he ran the 40-yard dash in 4.86 seconds. He had a higher vertical jump than Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb. Let that sink in for a second. Would you say only 15 wide receivers yes. had a higher vertical jump than a six foot five, 320 pound offensive lineman? I'll say that again. His vertical leap was higher than Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb. Jerry Judy, a, an unofficial <laughs> member of the tribe. 
<laughs> Alex, if Alex were here, he would fill you all in on on Jerry Judy, one of the one of the more entertaining moments of the combine earlier this week. I I was expecting some eye-opening numbers from him. I I thought the narrative about lacking elite athleticism was was pretty inconsistent and pretty ignorant. But the numbers that he put up today, I mean, he's he he had already made money this season. We knew he was going to be a first-round draft pick. He made himself more money today. Now we've talked. Where about did the it, Jets Todd? pick? Uh, ten, I think. I don't think he makes. It. He's not going to be there for your <laughs> Jets. Um, but we talked about this, Todd. When we've had we had um, Tristan and we had AJ on. And, and when we got done interviewing those guys, we all said that we felt these guys were going to prove to the people at these combines how athletic they are. Because I, I, I just did, I did not understand where that was coming from. When you watch Tristan Wirfs and you and AJ Epinesa, I, I don't understand where the lack of athleticism narrative comes from those both of those guys were outstanding high school multiple sport athletes and showed nothing at Iowa that would make you think that they weren't athletic as I said put a different uniform on them and maybe the narrative is different I know you just shared on Twitter at Rob Howe HN for our live radio audience for those of you who don't follow Rob some comparables to another pretty good offensive lineman who went near the top of the draft the year that he was in the draft, and they're not in the same league as what Tristan Wirfs put up today. No, Robert Gallery a four point nine eight and a thirty inch vertical. Just a just a thirty inch vertical <laughs> and, for Robert. And I remember this back in the day, and you probably remember this. I don't know if you ever did. You ever come over to the bubble for a pro day? No, I never did pro days. We came, I was over there for Gallery's pro day, and I remember him running a forty, and I was sta- <laughs> I was standing there with some. You know, archaic timepiece of my, that I had timing his forty, like I was going to be able to find out what it was. And I remember him running by me, and it was—I—I've never stood next to a train coming, you know, going right past you at full speed, but it was scary. He's like—he's got to be like you've seen the video of the Havelina running in Arizona <laughs> yes, now. You can do. Yeah. I want—I want the Tristan Wirfs Twitter account like the Havelina <laughs> running in Arizona with all the music behind it. So Gallery had a 30-inch vertical. Right. Tristan had a 36 and a half, six and a half inches more than Robert Gallery. And Gallery was a top of the draft board Second offensive pick lineman draft. pick. Second overall pick in the draft, Robert Gallery. I made good money. Scherf was fifth overall. Brandon I'm Scherf? trying to remember where Washington was at that year. Fourth. Yeah. Jeff says fourth. I made good money. I had a freelance article in a New York Giants publication the year that Gallery was. I think they had the third overall yes. pick, and he didn't get to them at at number three. Uh, Robert, a tremendous career in the NFL, could have been even better had it not been for the injuries and that organization. It's fun. I know Blair Sanderson from Rivals pointed out Tristan's the only Iowa high school kid at the combine. The only kid That's... from an Iowa high school, and he puts up those types of numbers. Uh, again, he'd already made his money. He solidified that money with his performance today. I admittedly, we talked with Mark Morehouse yesterday on the program. I admittedly have not been following 
in great detail what's going on at the Combine. It looks like Nate Stanley's had a pretty good performance in Indianapolis. We had a respectable 40, looked good throwing the football last night, did well in his interviews from all accounts. So, yeah, I mean, Nate's just going to be one of those guys, Todd, that needs a chance, gets in the right you know, gets in the right organization and hopefully he gets a chance. If they had a quarterback sneak at the Combine, <laughs> he would be off the charts. Uh, 319-366-1600, by the way, if you'd like to join the conversation with us on the First Federal Credit Union text line, firstfedcu.com is the website to check out to find out everything that they can offer you for all of your financial needs. We appreciate their sponsorship here at KGYM as well. Uh, A.J. Epinesa, another guy of first-round talent, just a matter of where he's going to go. I I certainly haven't seen anything or heard anything from him in Indianapolis where I would think it would affect negatively on his stock. And he's a little behind Worfs in terms of testing at this point. He hasn't done the testing that, that Tristan has. I think he may have done the bench press, and Tristan did 24 on the bench, which... Uh, matched Gallery and, and uh, Tristan Wirfs both with 24 reps on the bench. But I haven't seen what A.J.'s done on the bench yet. Jeff let me uh, let me know that Scherf was the fifth overall pick in the draft. So you got Gallery at two, Scherf at five. Where does Tristan fit into this now? Well, it's going to be one of those first two teams that need an offensive lineman or if somebody's motivated enough to come up and get him. I mean, it's... These guys don't come around all that often, and you got to keep your quarterback upright in the NFL. And the guy played right and left tackle. He's versatile. He's versatile. He's athletic. He's smart. I mean, this is a guy, granted, it's not a sexy position, but your fan base will be celebrating in Las Vegas if you wind up drafting Tristan Wirfs. When he comes in on the boat. When he comes in on the little, I hope I just hope the little ferry or tugboat can sustain a six-five, three hundred and twenty-pound guy. Uh, by the way, Iowa has wasted little time today in striking while the iron is hot on social media. Iowa football tweeting out sort of a dig at the publications that criticized his athleticism, and Kelvin Bell, a never one to hold his no. tongue on social media saying for all of the offer hounds out there, the people out there that say, man, this kid had this many offers, this many offers, pointing out that Tristan had two offers coming out. I don't even remember. Who was the other offer for him? Do you recall off the top of your head? Maybe Iowa State. He committed I, so early to Iowa that – And that, so you're playing game. Of, you're yeah, playing semantics there with that. But at the same time, if you really want a guy, you're going to go after him hot and heavy and, and throw offers their way. So – what a story from... Here's a number for you. TJ Hawkinson was the eighth pick in the draft last year for Iowa. So Iowa could have two top 10 picks. TJ Hawkinson's signing bonus, $12.7 million. That's up front. Here you go, kid. $12.7 million. That's, uh, he's, he may be the mayor of Indianapolis. He could be the new owner of his hometown you, of Mount Vernon. You know who's going to need a new employee? The Wherever the target is that Tristan Wirf's mom has been working... Well, there's going to be a job opening there shortly. It just it's it's great to great see story. good things happen to good people, and you know that he's going to take care of the people that have taken care of that. I keep going back to the just it may be one of the best pieces of sports journalism we've seen in the last decade here in Eastern Mark Morehouse's yeah. 
multi-series piece on Tristan at the beginning of the season. I mean, we knew what we were heading toward with Tristan Wirfs this season, and, and Mark did a great job of laying out everything. And a, another great example of you need people along the way to help you get uh, get down the road in life, to to stay on the right path and make the most of your talents and Tristan's had that type of support system in his life that has allowed him to get to this point, and there's going to be a hell of a party in Mount Vernon, <laughs> Iowa on draft night. Maybe not in Las Vegas, but Mount Vernon has every reason to be uh, extremely proud of Tristan. Again, a record-breaking day for Tristan Wirfs at the NFL Draft Combine. Geno Stone uh, is another guy flying under the radar. He's kind of drawn a little bit of buzz and there was a lot of little sleeper buzz. There was a Gino. lot of criticism, uh, not criticism necessarily, but I think a lot of eyebrows were raised from some fans when Gino announced. We were there in San Diego. He was already sort of slipping into the past tense. Mm-hmm. The decision I think had been made for some time, whether or not he admitted that publicly. But there were some folks that thought, "What's this kid doing?" Well, it it sounds like he does have some NFL teams that are going to be interested in his services. I think Ojemudia will as well, and Nate Stanley. I think all these guys will get into a camp and have a shot. And, um, you know, I, the, the Gino, I, I think the, you know, armchair quarterbacks thought he should come back. And obviously you're a fan of Iowa. You want to see him in the uniform, but people wanted Werfs and, and Epinesa to come yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you Hawkeye fans wanted all those guys to come back. To quit being so selfish. And we had, and we, when we had Tristan and, and AJ on, they both said that they really, really, sh- I would say struggled, but really put a lot of time into this decision where is, you know, a lot of guys, this is just, oh, I'm out. I'm, it's a, these guys really loved playing here and it was a tough decision for them. And uh, obviously they made the right decisions. Let's go ahead. We're going to take a quick break, our final break of the night. When we come back, we'll touch on tomorrow's basketball game just a little bit because with the addition, the reintroduction of C.J. Frederick into the lineup, it certainly helps going up against Penn State. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com with us here inside the Big Hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement. More of the Todd Brownlkamp Show on the way after this. Dutch Boy's new Platinum Plus paint with Stain Shield technology has the performance you expect from a luxury paint at a price you didn't. Platinum Plus is up to 50% more washable and stain resistant than a leading premium paint in satin sheen. Superiority ranges from 24 to 50% depending on sheen selected. Platinum Plus keeps your walls looking new longer. Menards and Dutch Boy paint have you covered. Go ahead, live your life. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Savings are a mail-in rebate. See store for details. Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, HelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Uh, hey Dave, why is the other Dave chopping down a tree out front? Well, Mr. Employee of the Month, you said you needed some set. I said I needed that report ASAP, as in right away. Oh, so what does that have to do with the tree? Oh boy. We believe local businesses should be packed with more local employees of the month and fewer Daves. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, HelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So, you're having some starting trouble. Sorry to hear that. We'll help you find the answers you're looking for. We can start by testing your battery. Don't worry, it won't cost you a thing. Just bring it inside and we'll handle the rest. Testing your battery will help us know if it's time for a change or not, which means you won't waste any money on something you don't need. You can learn more about our free battery testing on AutoZone.com. Getting your job done just got easier. 
Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Legacies are built step-by-step, mile-by-mile. Through this movement, new possibilities are born. After the late nights and early practices, past the winding roads and unexpected detours, through the rest stops and timeouts, new lanes begin to open up, and that's when the world starts to take note. Because movement builds on itself and makes discovery inevitable. At Goodyear, we believe movement drives possibility beyond the ordinary, and that's where legacies begin. Goodyear. More driven. So are you the type of guy that wants to look put together but doesn't want to spend hours shopping? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple and convenient. Sign up in just a few minutes, try new styles in the comfort of your own home, and there's no subscription required ever. So, isn't it time to refresh your look? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. Hey, I heard you need some work done on your house. Here's somebody I like. Oh, thanks. Wait, what are you doing? I am verifying your recommendation on Angie's List. My word's not enough? I just like to get hundreds of second opinions. Finding a qualified person is easy. Just check Angie's List. After all, we have info on more pros than just about anybody. Say you heard about a good electrician. We have reviews on them and thousands more, plus ratings, photos, even special offers. Find exactly what you're looking for at Angie'sList.com. 548, shame on me for not taking a look at the text line earlier. 8314, Gallery, a tremendous NFL career. That's a homer statement. Average (laughs) at best, far underperformed. I can only assume 8314 had a career as successful as Robert Gallery in the National Football League. 319-366-1600, by the way, if you want to share your football acumen with us here on the First Federal Credit Union text line. Uh, Let's uh, switch from the NFL draft to basketball. There's still, obviously, work to be done for Fran McCaffrey and the Hawkeyes, and that uh, kicks off tomorrow, the final three regular season games for Iowa. Rob, Penn State coming to town. Very entertaining game at the Palestra back in January when these two teams met. Iowa's a four-point favorite tomorrow. I didn't see the number yet. It's yeah, four? the four point okay. uh, four point favorite according to Trent Condon, who's dialed into these things in, in Des Moines. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Trent. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, it should be a great game tomorrow. It's sold out, so the atmosphere inside Carver Hawkeye should be great. Weekend games always a, a different animal in Iowa City, and and two teams playing for a lot of the final week of the season. And we'll see what the return of C.J. Frederick means. That's It's you know, got to help Joe, right? I, I would think. I mean, that's the conventional wisdom is that he's been hampered Joe without was kinda, Frederick. Joe was kind of poo-pooing that a little bit today. I think I, but that's, that's Joe. He doesn't want to use a crutch saying C.J. was out. That's why I'm struggling. And I asked Joe today, I was like, are you putting, you know, how do you deal with maybe putting too much pressure on yourself? And And he... His his eyes kind of lit up a little bit. He's like, "That's something I've worked on this week." I'm, I'm and I think it's natural that he's going to put pressure on himself to be that second guy, with, you know, to Luca. And, and I think he was pressing. It, it just looks like it looks like he's pressing out there, like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. And I think if anything, Todd, as you said, I think with Frederick coming back some of that weight just naturally comes off. Uh, this is a team that still very much would like to get 
one of those four double buys. They talked about that today. That's Did they? very much on their mind. That's their goal right now. I, it's realistically, it's there. Right. But the problem is, there's so many good teams in the Big Ten, and we've seen. We've got a reminder of that. This I don't know too many people that had Wisconsin no. going to Ann Arbor last night and beating the Wolverines, but that happened. And that certainly didn't help Iowa's case. And it just kind of opened your eyes that, okay, this is what needs to happen for Iowa to get a top-four seed. Uh, trying to predict that with another two weeks or a week and a half left is just too, too difficult to do. So let me ask you the poll question. Which one of these games is more concerning? You've got Penn State, which is a, a solid matchup. We saw these teams go toe-to-toe at the Palestra. Or Purdue, which completely embarrassed Iowa at Mackey Arena earlier this season. Which one's the tougher game, in your opinion? For me personally, it's going to be Tuesday night because it's an 8 o'clock tip. and (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, I'll have more energy as an old guy at 11 a.m. But to to what your point of the question is, and I would say Penn State, just because Penn State's a better team. I really think that was an aberration in West Lafayette, and you've been there before. That's a tough place to play. Yeah, when that when that arena is is rocking, like the other night against Indiana, was yeah. that last night with the Archie Miller fight with Bruiser Flint? On the yeah. <laughs> I somebody said uh, somebody said if he would have shown that passion from day one at Indiana, he wouldn't be on the hot seat right now. Yeah, they're he's feeling it. They lost two and they've lost a lot of quite frequently to Purdue, and that doesn't go over well. I don't want to. I don't want to revisit the Greg Gard stuff from yesterday because record wise. It seems like he's probably safe there, although I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a change there. But uh, Minnesota, I think Richard Pitino probably sealed his fate earlier this week he with that collapse. He just didn't he, though? Yeah, but yeah. That, that market yep. and, and that loss, I mean, that was a rip-your-heart-out Indiana Jones style. They had Maryland down 17. They had Iowa down 8. And blew both of those games. I just, I don't. See, maybe Richard Pitino winds up uh, job hopping and, and winding up somewhere, but Archie Miller is another one to watch. It just this hasn't seemed to gain much traction there in Bloomington. Yeah, and they are not patient there. We've seen that through the years with the coaching changes that they've had. They're just not patient there. And the guy been... in Reno who's rubbing it now. <laughs> I, don't know. I haven't even checked to see how Nevada's doing this year. I'm not sure either. Uh. So tomorrow, Penn State, uh, Joe Frederick, or <laughs> CJ Frederick, Joe Wieskamp, uh, Frederick back in the lineup. A key thing is Myron Jones, uh, Penn State's second leading scorer, has missed, I believe, the last five or six games with what they think is mono, and he's come close to playing the last two games. If he comes back tomorrow, that gives Penn State the shot in the arm that Frederick gives for Iowa, so something to keep an eye on. Best case scenario, these final three games, I think we're looking at two and one for It's a very slim chance that they run the table. Yeah, Illinois is going to be tough in Champaign, especially with some of the hangover from the meeting between those two teams and Carver. That's, I'm really looking forward to seeing and that what goes be, down there. That could be for the double bye. Those two teams could be competing for the double bye in that game. And that's a six o'clock. The, that's the very last Big Ten game. I, uh, I had not noticed that uh, scheduling anomaly there. So there's going to be a lot on the line over the course of the final three games of the regular season for the Hawkeyes. Quick, i got about three or four minutes here with all the folks listening to the podcast at HawkeyeNation.com once we're finished up here. 
got to throw a little love to Lisa Bluter yeah, and the sure. Iowa women. A 90-82 to win last night at home over Minnesota. 36 consecutive games, something like that, at Carver-Hawkeye, the second longest active streak in the country. And she's done all of this. They have done all of this. Without Megan Gustafson, I don't think anybody saw this coming this year. I know it's going to be tough to uh, justify giving her Big Ten Coach of the Year, but she's, she's got to be Big Ten Coach of the Year, in my opinion. She's a Hall of Fame coach, in my mind. What she did at Drake and what she's been able to do at Iowa, she's a Hall of Fame coach, and she'll be facing another Hall of Fame coach on Sunday who used to coach here in C. Vivian Stringer for the regular season finale. And I think for Iowa, who already has sealed the double by yeah, for the Yeah, they've got the double by on the women's side. If they can win, keep winning here, at least maybe get to the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament, you're probably looking at hosting the NCAA tournament in Carver Hawkeye Arena, the first two rounds, who would have thought that? As you said, with the you know the players they lost from last year's team, and that's obviously with the way that the women's NCAA tournament is set up, is such a huge advantage to have home court advantage. I I know Lisa's not necessarily a, a huge fan of that on the women's side of things, but it's, she'll take it. Though. She'll take it. <laughs> I'm, imagine the men's tournament being run that way. Well, it is for Gonzaga this well, year. And do, people always say Duke and North Carolina <laughs> always wind up you know, in, playing in Greensboro. There's a certain home court advantage And this is teams. big for Iowa, too, the men we were talking about, to try to get to Omaha or St. Louis. That's a big deal. And I think right now they're in pretty good shape to to make that a reality, but they can take care of business at the, at the Big Ten tournament and – you win as many games as you can at this point down the stretch, and like you said, they would love to instead of being sent off to some far flung place, Spokane, Albany, place Seattle a couple years Sacramento. ago, place some place where people, Hawkeye fans, can hop in the car and drive down and see them. Uh, tomorrow, Hayden Fry would have been ninety one yeah. years old. I, I know, I'm sure folks at HawkeyeNation.com have seen the request from the yes. folks at Fry Fest. They want you to do the hokey pokey tomorrow. Film it, put it on social media, use the hashtag FryFest, and uh, use that as a way to honor Hayden Fry. I'll view other people's. You will not see me doing it. You're not doing it? Okay. No. Well, uh, I don't should... know if I know how to do the hokey pokey. Are they going to do it at the game tomorrow? Do you know that? I have not heard. That would be good, though, if they did it after the game. Do it after the game? Everybody. Stick around, all the people that don't race to the top of Carver-Hawkeye Arena. And And then Tuesday is senior night for Purdue, and Fran did confirm today that Riley Till will be going through senior day ceremonies. Even though he has a year of eligibility, I talked to his mom, Shelly. He's considering possibly graduate transfer to another school after next year, a la Darius Stokes. So there's a little bit of Hawkeye basketball news as we wrap up shop on a, uh, is it 57.50 or 59.50? Jeff, what do you want to get? 10 seconds. That's enough time to say (laughs) goodbye. High school basketball on the way tonight. Uh, Scott Unash on the call. Full schedule available. KGYMRadio.com. The great thing about.